Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's oh episode boy. 44. Episode 44, and this episode actually has a sponsor. We have our first freaking sponsor. It's uh, Bark.us. So this is a uh, online... It's a monitoring software. We'll talk about it in a little bit because I want to get your, your take on it, but just wanted to say that we have our first sponsor, and that's awesome. Yeah. Do uh, we get, like, is it, like, mm-hmm. copy that we have to read? No. That's, like, one of my favorite parts of the Bill Burr podcast. Is when he reads it real shitty. <laughs> he reads all of these things that he's being paid to read, but then he just inserts so much shit, and he, like, makes fun of the products. Yeah. And well, that's probably, that's probably a... When you're in a place like that, you can get away with it. Well, not even just get away with it. That's literally probably the contract. Like, yeah. Well, when you do sponsorship, there's several different ways to do it. There's, like, pre-roll, which is you read something beforehand. There's mid-roll. There's topical. There's all these different ways to do it. Um, His, like... His is so full of uh, sarcasm that, yeah. like, it has to be. He so, he'll say stuff. He'll, like, read it, and he'll be, like, he'll be, like, reading something, and he'll be, like, talk about the way you feel about this. And he goes, <laughs> you know I'll read anything you put on this in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's super funny. Pretty funny. All right, Colin. Uh, I'm going to start us off with <clears throat> the sweetest thing that you put on the board because I'm so ready to talk about this. We forgot that Stained had some bangers. <laughs> so, and, and you just put that on there. I was literally on the way here listening to Stained. Yeah. Uh, because – so I'm going to start this off – start this topic off by by plugging. Uh, on Thursday, the 20th at Big Room Bar, Knox and Jordan from Zone Zero are putting on a dance party, dance party, hangout night at Big Room Bar that's called Family Values Night. It's like emo nights that happen in every city except for it's new it's metal. It's new metal. Which, so I got a shout out to that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, uh, I'm going to try to go if I can and I'm really stoked about it. And uh, so I've just been listening to new metal this afternoon while I was cleaning and stuff like that. And on the way here, I was just flipping through some stuff, and I was listening to. I was thinking because Knox said he was trying to put together a playlist for it, so he shout better out. he better put Spine Shank on there. I, I need Spine Shank. So I was like listing some deep cuts, or not deep cuts, but like yeah, more deeper cuts of of songs that I think that people know but are good. And I thought stained the song Home. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, so then I was thinking about it, and I was like, we it's so easy now to associate stained with. With it's been a while, and and with uh, his country shit, and outside or that I'm outside, on the outside, yeah, <clears throat> and his like country shit, and the fact that he's like kind of a dickhead, yeah, like because he's had some things where he's like gotten into it with people on stage, sure, and uh, and I think at the airport as well, I think he got into it with uh, someone else from another new metal, and he's like, oh, was it like West Borland? Probably. I think it was like yeah. West Borland, and he's a right winger too, so I think so he kind of gets into it sometimes with that, and he gets. You know, there's no no problem with being a conservative, but uh, he gets dragged for that sometimes too. So I think that sure. there's like, you know, we associate a lot of stuff with Stained, but you forget that Dysfunction was a great album that was early on in yeah, yeah. in new metal in general. I they were always a band that was accepted in new metal, but I never looked at them as new metal. Yeah, uh, I looked at them as something else. Oh, and it was all because his singing. His singing yeah. was very like, and his, uh, and it's rock. easy also when you think of Aaron Lewis's singing to go to that kind of warbly Scott Stapp. I'll write him off. He just sounds like every other guy. It sounds like right. this, you know. But like, like I was when I was thinking of that song, Home. I mean, that's like a it's like a Deftones song. Yeah, like I mean, it's a, and it's got a huge hook. 
and it's like emotional and it feels good. And there's other sh- like that mud shovel song even like that song's heavy. It has the all that, those kind of whole album classic classic new metal tropes in it. But like, but he also used a baritone guitar, which just added a layer was, of heavy. Uh, <clears throat> we just forget that stained before they got really commercial did have this kind of gem of a record that actually I feel like. Uh, set a template for a lot of bands. Like they were like uh, one of the first ones to kind of do that uh, Deftonesy thing, along with Deftones. <laughs> well, uh, okay, you know well, what and I mean. Then Def- well, also far. Yes, can we? Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Like at that level, like they were on Family Values tour. Sure, you know, at, at that level, they were doing this really heavy, slow, emotional stuff with big hooks, and you weren't really hearing a lot of that yet. And I feel like bands like Breaking Benjamin wouldn't oh, exist yeah, if it yeah. weren't for Stain's dysfunction record. Um they also I don't think they've put a record out in like 7 or 8 years. Yeah, probably. I I mean I And they're I, still I, just, oh. just for the record, they're still getting like close to 3 million listeners monthly on Spotify. Wild. I I I want to know like what kind of check you get for that. I have no concept. If you have 3 million Monthly listeners, what does that amount well, to? Yeah, because well, because that's not three mo- million monthly streams. That's listeners. So yeah. you could you could imagine some of those are mega fans who are active listeners. So you oh, probably just jamming probably, the whole record. If you got three million monthly listeners, you're probably looking at twenty million streams. Just a, yeah, off the top yeah. of my head, yes. Yeah, because you got some people that are going to do you know seven or ten or twelve or fifteen records, and some that might do one. Mm-hmm. So everybody's good for one, and let's say that half of them are there for more than one. Yeah. That's a pretty, yeah. yeah. I, I like your math on that. Uh, it's it's uh, funny. I was talking about royalties the other night uh, because we were listening to that Denzel Curry record, and he has a chorus. He says, like, uglier than Bubba Sparks. And uh, That's a name I haven't heard in a while. And my friend was like, sucks to be Bubba Sparks right now because of this song. And I was like, it doesn't suck to be Bubba Sparks at all. That yeah. dude is swimming in... Like Scrooge McDuck money because he's got one single that every fucking white girl does at karaoke. What is it? Miss New Booty. I, I don't even know the song. I found you, Miss New Booty. That's Bubba Sparks. That's Bubba Sparks. Shut dude. the fuck up. That dude has had that as a one hit wonder, and I guarantee that mm. he is still cashing huge fucking checks. Hold on. There's another song way before that that I knew Bubba Sparks for. Bubba, and it's like S P A R X or something. Two, X, two, X, X, two X. X's, two X's. Um, okay, I see. I see the Miss New Booty song. Where is it? I think it might be this song, Ugly. Yeah, I remember that song too. We're getting ugly, or what? Okay, so wasn't that, that it? The uglier than Bubba Sparks line makes a little bit more sense at a yeah. meta level. Yeah. Anyway, that's the all track I'm saying is all I'm saying is it doesn't suck to be him because he's still fucking raking in royalty checks. I guarantee it. So one thing that I think happens more than people think happens is th- they know that this is going to be a hot take line or they want to say this and they call and kind of get permission from people first. So when it comes out, the real drama or like fans, oh, shit, you hear what he said? Oh, that that yeah, person yeah. already knew it was coming. So that yeah. happens a fucking lot. Well, I mean, it's a, that that happens all over the place, too, because like all these like tell all books of people who have been working in the Trump White House and stuff oh, like yeah. that. It's like it's like people keep acting like this is like big bombshell shit. But it's like you realize that like like the White House gets to review those manuscripts first. Oh, for sure. You know, and they get to say, oh, yeah, it's that's OK to say that. So it's like. It's like they know that this stuff isn't bombshell stuff that anyone's going to care about other than 
a bunch of headlines on CNN for a day and a half. Yeah. For that, that actually, that's a weird flex on Denzel's behalf. That's That took him back to 2001 yeah. Yeah. or maybe 2000 uh, and just said, by the way, I know about this music too. Yeah. Like that's a flex. Uh, Pitchfork in their review talked about the whole thing. The big comparisons were DMX and ODB for that whole record. Oh, I actually heard two or three. Uh, There's straight up DMX. Yeah, stuff. yeah, exactly. I heard two. And I thought that was cool that he did that, like where he took some lines and took DMX's sound cadence, some of his inflection that he's known yep. for, and did those as part of his song. I thought that was that was awesome. Yeah, that's why I like new rappers that give the nod to to I'll call them old rappers. Denzel is like Freddie Gibbs in uh, not similar, but uh, like him in the fact that I feel like he's incredibly. Uh, talented and flexible across all different rap genres like you can hear denzel curry doing mumble rap shit i mean he was one of the first like names in the soundcloud rap scene you know yeah. what i mean but then he can do like bars on like boom bap beats yeah and then he can do like big like chanty trap shit i love it i love it i love it as well freddie gives the same way to me all right so what'd you get into this week colin Oh, man, this week at work was like just it just went by like like that. It man, felt like I worked two work weeks. I thought that was uh, just me, but my week flew by. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just it was exhausting. Uh, here's a cool here's a cool thing. Do you guys do because OK, this is our Valentine's episode. Um, is it? I don't oh, know. I guess it's it Valentine's is. Day on Friday. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Shout out to uh, Cupid. Uh and I th- and, and his shuffle. Do you guys do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day? My Valentine's no. Day was weird. No, so I have literally, I've gotten in trouble like in past relationships. Like you know when you're like very juvenile, like that's a big that's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. Uh, I set the precedence very early on, and like in, in adulthood, that I just don't do that one. Well, that was the thing. Like Sierra texted me on Friday, and she was like. You know, my coworkers are talking about, you know, all the things they did for their boyfriends and husbands. And I feel so bad that we didn't do like a, I didn't do a thing for you. I'm just like, uh, we haven't celebrated Valentine's Day in like 10 years. And, and I think you and I both have a mutual understanding about how it's stupid and about how like we're married to each other and we should always feel that way. Smash the patriarchy. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's a less patriarchy and more just straight up capitalism. Sure. Uh, gone, gone over the top. One of the, one of the biggest, uh, what they call hallmark. Holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, so it's funny, uh, because we don't really celebrate either. Yeah. Uh, we get, we do things for the kids. And that's a funny thing too, is because I didn't, I like Sierra grew up with Valentine's day in a weird, a different way than I did because yeah. like Valentine's day had nothing to do with my parents and I, you know what I mean? And, uh, uh so like there was never a like a thing like that but like like the way sierra looks at valentine's day was the way her parents did with her and like it's like a it's like an easter basket basically like we get like the kids like valentine's day gifts because that's how she grew up and i I just it's it's so foreign to me the kids love it and it's great and you know just like a like just like little shit and some candy yeah but uh and you know i as a girl dad hashtag girl dad uh you know i uh like to get Beatrice, get her. I usually get her like a single flower. This year, I got her a little orchid, like a small orchid that she could put mm. in her room and she can water herself. That's, oh, that's cool. easy to water and stuff like that. You know, I like to do stuff like that for my daughter, just you know, to you know, you know, pursue her. You know, as they say, good dad. You know, yeah, 
That's cool. But uh, anyway, my Valentine's Day was super weird is what I was getting at is. So it started. I woke up furious. I'll tell you why I woke up furious. All right. 2.30 in the morning, I wake up on the couch. Okay. And like I do most nights of the week, <laughs> 2.30 to 4, I wake up on the couch, realize I spilled a whole seltzer water on my pants and, you know, while I was asleep. Sure. And, it's uh, not piss. And uh anyway, I'm just cleaning up, you know, putting the dogs in their crates and stuff like that. And uh I'm like, oh, you know, conversation hearts. I'm a big uh, candy is is my vice. I love candy, and uh, I'm like ooh, you know, and I like just slam the. There's a third of the box left, you know, and it's two thirty in the morning. I'm half asleep, and I just go <laughs> and fucking lose a crown off no my shit. tooth, and I was like, God, oh, God damn it! And I was instantly just furious, yeah. and uh, you know. That tooth is gone. You know, the, the, I had a root canal, so it doesn't hurt or anything like that, but there's just a gaping hole in the back of my mouth. And, uh, I have, so I get up in the morning and I'm still just furious. I'm just like, the kids were all like, why is daddy such a, in such a bad mood? Mean dad. Mean dad. Yeah. It's because of that facial hair that you're still rocking. <laughs> I forgot about that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, when I showed up it's today, coming in. yeah, it's coming in. It's coming. It's getting darker. You said it was really visible from far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you when you first shaved it, it was only visible from like yeah. five to seven feet. And today, <laughs> when I turned into the hallway here, oh, man. I could see you sitting on that couch. We'll come back to this one, and I could see it. We'll come. I want to talk about it. You want to talk about it more? All um, right. So we'll come back. To anyway, it. so so my day starts with a gaping hole in my mouth. And, but I had, uh, our, we had our company meeting at work and I had to give it like a 20 minute presentation. So I had to do that whilst being really pissed and annoyed and distracted by the fact that I have dental issues. Okay. So that happened. And then I had like a two hour window cause I had another client meeting. I had a, had a two hour window to try to get into the dentist to fix this shit. Mm. If they got me in. So then I had to drive all the way deep Worthington and back and, uh, got that done. And then, uh, you know, so at this point, I'm just so already physically and emotionally exhausted, uh, just because I was so mad and so stressed and all that stuff. And uh, and then later in the evening, I had like a long conversation with a close friend that was a long time coming. So it was just like a really emotionally. Uh, it was great. It was a great conversation, but it was really draining. And uh, so I was just like sad boy. And you know, we don't like I said, we don't celebrate valentine's day so sierra sierra went out and had dinner with a friend and i was just enjoying the alone time by myself mm. but i was like moping mope because I, I was at that i was just feeling like so spent and depressed and it's valentine's day so it just adds this kind of weirdness to it even though we don't celebrate it there's still it's like oh, it's fucking valentine's day and i'm so sad and uh it's the best time to be sad and uh so i'm just like doing you know i was playing guitar for a while and i was watching tv and stuff and then sierra got home and she was, she got me like a sad dad care package and it was the cutest shit. I mean, it was like, it just kept coming. There was like, there was like fucking, uh, sour patch kids and Swedish fish and, mm. and, uh, candies uh, that, a, candies that were candy, but you yeah. can't break your tooth on them. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, s- uh, six pack of, uh, an IPA and, and then like a bunch of like beard care. Oh my God. <laughs> shit. 
And and then and like a little comb that was like in a leather case. No way. And uh I you know, my neck's been really, really bad the last couple of weeks, so like these like tiger bomb patches. And it was just like a man. it was a treat yourself. Yeah. Sad dad care package and man <clears throat> shout out shout out to any, my wife. Have you used any of it yet? Fuck yeah, I have. I, I I know you use that comb. You know, I usually no, I haven't used that yet. But uh <laughs> You know, I, I'm a pretty lazy shaver, mm-hmm. you know, just in the shower, like I said, in the shower, just yeah. with a full fucking bullshit, uh, Gillette. And, uh, but like she got me all this shit. So I like yesterday, I like, so you know what? Let's take care of this thing. And I took out, I took out the fucking safety razor mm. and, you know, did it over the sink with all the stuff and did all the things and, uh, felt really good after actually. Nice. Yeah. The skin always feels good. Really close shave. Yeah. Uh, so. maybe, maybe it's all just an illusion. Maybe you cleaned up the rest of it so much that by default it made that look darker. Maybe. It could be an illusion. Don't say that. No, it could be an illusion. But the, this is what I wanted to talk about. I, I'm is, here to Sierra hypothesize. Sierra asked me this question the other night. She goes, so I love it. She just said – she like prefaced that. And I think this was a leading question because I think it's – she – she, there was an answer she wanted to hear. Okay. Because she loves it, which is just – it's so mind-boggling to me it, because it, I've literally have never had facial hair in my thing. life. It doesn't look bad on you. Uh, that's a, a, It really doesn't. Thanks. And you know what? Other Like my boss said it. He said it's a good look for you. Yeah. Like other people have said that. I sent it to my dad and he goes – he just goes, it's Lemmy. And I sent it to my brother. My brother goes, greasy. Nice. And uh, – but um, anyway, Sierra asked me the other night. She goes, so do you think like – what if this is just like you? now like what if this is just your look like for the rest of your life <laughs> i think she was she was putting a little weight on the question sure but uh uh it's just it's funny to think about like what if this just sticks and it's like from now on like i'm like 70 years old and somebody's like when did you and it's like yeah one day when i was 36 years old i just grew it out and shaved it to be funny and then i never looked back well that's i shaved my head and I get that question all the time. When did you just decide to shave your head? <clears throat> and I was like, uh, I went in for a haircut one time and I went, I sat down, I was in the chair and I went, you know what, Jim, I think, I think I'm just going to shave it. <clears throat> he was like, really? Did I already tell this story? Are you talking about Jim at the mug and brush? Yeah. Dude, we might've had this conversation, but tell it again. He, he cut my hair for like, you know. From the time that it was starting to go, ten years or so, he cut my hair two or three times. Because do you remember Duwack? Yeah, the place that that's he was where at he, that's where he was at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right when I moved here. Oh, uh, gotcha. He uh, cut my hair probably two or three times. Yeah, long, and he cut my dad's hair. Long story short, he 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 goes, yeah, today's the day. I said, yep. He goes, all right. He cuts it, and then he goes, come on, let's go next door. We went next door to the Blue Danube. He bought me a shot, and then didn't charge me. And he was like, I hope you'll stop in every once in a while. And I would stop in and just say what's up to him because he had that spot right next nice. to the dube. Uh, and I was, you know what? Shout out to the dube. Poor went out for the dube. Yeah, man. You know, I spent so much time there. <laughs> I spent so many nights there after shows. Same. Uh, I dealt with so much drama there. You know, I, I do, ate, you, do you have any idea why they went out of business? It was I think it was just they couldn't keep up with the rising rent. Really? Yeah. You would think that a place like that that was long standing, they first of all, it's still empty. Yeah. So, so obviously, I'm about to say I'm about it. to say somebody needs to like buy it and reopen it with yeah. a similar menu. Yeah. Maybe shave down some of the stuff that nobody gave a shit about, like a tour of Italy. <laughs> oh, there's like three different Italian things in your place. <laughs> Although one time we went there as a family. I would get, I would get the do burger. Remember they had like it was like Tuesday or something, they would do like dollar burgers. Yeah. 
That, yeah, I would. Yeah, dude. I would go and those four of those, those things. Those dube nuggets. Yeah. Oh, you know those were frozen nuggies. I was not a fan of the berries inferno, but I know that everybody loved it dearly. And I always got the Philly cheesesteak. I love the Philly cheesesteak there. I usually did the burgers. And uh, um, one time, though, we went there as a family before they closed. And Rowan was going through a growth spurt at the time. And I remember he got, like, a burger and fries. And then on the side, he got, like, a half-sized plate of spaghetti. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he housed all that shit. Nice. I took uh, I took Hayden to uh, Bob Evans one time, and that, a similar thing happened. He ate a full, like adult meal and then he was like i'm actually still hungry and they brought him they accidentally brought him some stuff and then they corrected his order and then he ate all the wrong stuff too and then ate like half of my food <laughs> every once in a while the kids just do that and then right now i can't get him to eat like a full meal Me either. Like, yeah he just i don't know he's just uh not hungry i guess which is crazy because he is growing uh i've asked you this before i can't remember the answer did you say you did get your oldest a cell phone mm-hmm and that just happened, right? Yeah, like six months ago. I feel like this is a pretty good segue into talk, talking about the Bark technology. Sure. Uh, because I'm I'm in the process of looking at getting Hayden a cell phone. Uh, the reason is because he's had his Gizmo Pal watch for about a year. Uh, he's going to be going into middle school. I just think it's time to give him a device. But uh, I mean, I'll tell you that that's what was the thing. That was middle school. It was Hey, you know, in our head, it's like I didn't have a cell phone until I was 18 years old. Yeah, you know, I was 18, and I was like, yeah, we should. I know that it happens earlier now. We should wait till he's like 13 or 14. But then he went to sixth grade, and every fucking 11 year old had an iPhone. Dude, half half of his fifth grade it's class has wild iPhones, and so uh, Dave was actually telling me that dude, his daughter is younger than Hayden, has an iPhone, an Apple Watch, an iPad Pro, like has all kinds of shit. Uh, anyway, so like the, one of the things that I worry about is like, is just online in general. Like I know how online was when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was similar for you. We're about the same age, the AOL days, the AOL chat days, and it's only gotten worse since Mm -hmm. then. I know what kind of kid I was online. I know the things I was looking at. I was searching. Uh, so that's where I first ever heard about this company, bark.us. So when the opportunity came up to partner and basically have them sponsor this, I was like, all right, I'm going to bring that to Colin and talk to him. Cause I feel like you and I always talk about technology and I always try to use technology to like, you know, enhance my life or make it easier or protect my kid or something like that. And I feel like this plays right into that. Mm-hmm. So essentially what it is, it's a software and a layer of AI that can analyze everything your kid does on their devices, whether it's their laptop, their phones or other, uh, and detect all kinds of patterns from people trying to prey on them to, you know, maybe they're posting sad updates and they just kind of get overlooked. But Bart can actually pick up on that and stop things like, you know, suicidal thoughts and ideology that will catch that, alert the parents. Hmm. And they've been doing this for a long time. They provide their technology to schools. And I think when I looked at it earlier today, there was like 100,000 alert alerts that went out today. That's a hundred thousand things that they alerted parents to to at least step in and take a look at. Hmm. I know that generally speaking, you're not a big fan of like you know Big Brother and things like that. But yeah. where, where do you where do you draw uh, the line from it may, uh, protecting your kids yeah, and Big it, Brother? It, it, it makes me uncomfortable, and I'm not saying uh, necessarily bad uncomfortable. 
uh, it just it gets my brain turning in a way that's like, what are the implications of this uh, bigger sure. scale? Um, but that being said, uh, I do like worry a lot about, uh, you know, I have like Apple screen time. Yeah. On, which is great right it's great uh it's like i can see how many times he's picked his phone up and like what the first thing he does when he picks his phone up you know i can see details and i know that apple has sophisticated sophisticated ai that blocks objectionable content and things like that uh but i also you know we've talked about this like i was a teenage boy and sure. uh, like we are the first generation who are masters at erasing our tracks when we are engaged in explicit activity online. Yeah. And uh, so uh, it does worry me a lot uh, because th- these are these are children that are growing up in a digital world. Uh, Rowan's been using an iPad since he was three. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he looked at it the first time he used it, and he knew what to do. Yeah, you, you know? touch this, you touch that, you do this. To the point where he looked at my iMac and thought it was a touchscreen. You know what I mean? Like our kids are our kids are growing up in a world that we don't that we don't understand, and we've two thirds of our lives has been digital. I agree, but in my current role as a product manager for digital technology, I realize how much research plays an important role. Right? Just like you said. Your kid picked it up, knew what to do. That's because Apple and other makers of touchscreens spent countless of hours and millions of dollars researching what makes something intuitive. And you have to talk to the right people, right? You mm-hmm. have to get the right researchers to do the the, uh, the research and to get a good uh, readout you know, that, that tells you what you need to know. Yeah. And I think that's why this technology speaks to me because they actually worked with child psychologists like youth advisors, uh, digital media experts, law enforcement. They worked with all these people to identify what makes a good trend or what is this type of behavior. And then they add that to mm-hmm. their AI and that's how it does it. Mike, and I think it's great. I think as a tool for parenting and a tool for – I keep talking that I'm playing with – that's the thing. I started playing with the mustache. <laughs> So now I'm talking like this, and then I talk like this, and I talk like this, and then I talk like this. Uh, anyway, uh, as a tool for parenting, it sounds great, and I would be willing to give it a shot and uh, further discuss it. Uh, you should know that it is free trial. Nice. Um, I also worry just about the data economy. Like, I would want to be assured that the data is being is not being is not being like stored in a malicious way sure or, or is being farmed out to you know i don't know i just don't other data mining things yeah, yeah. to yeah no i agree uh i think both of us have an obligation to check it out yeah and we'll give our feedback but thanks to bark.us for sponsoring this yay nice thanks um this next thing i want to talk about is this crazy ass story that i caught online Speaking of online, uh, it was like too – it was the headline made it too much. Like I couldn't believe it. And it's a guy named Brady Feigl who is a pitcher. He's like a minor league pitcher, right? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw you put this. I have no idea what you're talking about. So. Yeah, I put it on there last time and, and we just didn't have time to talk about it. Anyway, Brady Feigl, he's a pitcher. There is a second guy named Brady Feigl who is also a minor league pitcher. 
when you look at these two guys, they look like they could be twins, right? They don't know each other. So, what? Dude, it gets crazier. So everybody – They look the same. They fucking they look the same. They do the same thing. Yes. And they have the same name. Yes. And Are, are they the same age? And, oh, dude, I think they're the same age. Hang on. I'm going to look it up real quick because uh, I did not – Is this is this a literal glitch in the Matrix? The Pretty much. Hang on. Let me go find it real quick. Um, yeah, but I didn't know if you had caught this story. It, it made its rounds quite a bit. Let me see if I uh, – dude – are you getting – I'm not getting any cell service in here right now. I don't know. My phone's over there. Well, why don't you pick it up and check? I can't reach it. Anyway, so long story short, they uh, – they I'm telling you, I really want this to pull up because I could, I could almost swear that not only are they the same age, they had like the same birthday or something. Something super weird that like made people speculate maybe they were separated at birth. Um, There's also like this idea of I'm about to go in a I'm I, about to I go know you are. real far. I know you are. This, I'm going to go into the weeds here. Do but it. There's this idea, you know, of, you know, that we live in this infinite multiverse. <laughs> sure. Where there's uh, so, you know, two so, people that are the same. Well, it's it, it's infinite. So like the I, that idea is that there is another universe that every single thing is exactly the same, except there's two of me instead of one of me. All right. So let me read you this. And three and four and five as, as, on and on. Let me read you this, <laughs> this highlighted section here. Brady Feigl is a six foot four pitcher for a single A affiliate of the Oakland A's. Meanwhile, Brady Feigl is a six foot four pitcher. Shut the, the fuck up. They're same height for the Texas Rangers double A club. Both Brady's have red hair. Red beards, thick glasses. Okay, so here are the two guys. They don't necessarily look like twins in this particular photo, but pretty, they look like brothers. They oh look my. like brothers. That this is that is a wrinkle in space time we are seeing. Yeah. That, I'm calling it right now. That's what it is. We're in a weird. We're in a weird dimension. <laughs> so what happened was. Uh, Somebody, Some science, somebody who knows the science better than me is listening to this and going, you are such a fucking idiot. <laughs> so they actually uh, – they took a DNA test and it turns out they're 100% that bitch. Um, however, they are not brothers. It's uh, wild that that Lizzo's line has, has permeated our culture so much that you started that and I knew that was oh, the yeah. joke you were about to make. Yeah. Why would I not? It's crazy. We, we've never we've never made that it's joke. Crazy. So. Uh, the only thing they really had in common is the exact same percent of uh, Germanic and, uh, ancestry, which was fifty three percent. The only thing they have in well, I mean, give yeah, me a sure, fucking break. Sure, I meant as this far as is, like no, DNA. This is fucking. This is a this is a glitch in the space time continuum. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was crazy. And when I watched the video, because there's like a video associated with it, when I watched it, I was sitting there on the edge of my seat just waiting to find out these dudes were somehow like separated at birth or some weird shit. And then when I saw it, I was like, I got to put that on there. And You've seen the movie Interstellar, right? Uh, no. Isn't it, isn't it? Isn't that the really weird one that's just like the dude's just out in the middle of space for ever? No. What the fuck is that one? Uh, What? Oh, that's Moon. I don't feel like that's the name of it. Uh, anyway, what is Interstellar? I have no idea. I am the worst at watching movies. Oh, dude. 
I don't watch. Do movies. you like Christopher Nolan movies? Like the only Nolan the Dark Knight, uh, Inception. Uh, Inception was cool. I don't really fuck with uh, comic book movies. <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you see uh, Christopher Nolan movie? Uh, what's it called? It's a war movie. Damn it! Mm, you could pull out your internet device and I find could. it. It's over there. Uh, oh. Uh, Still don't. <laughs> There's actually science about that. Like when something's on the tip of your tongue, like you're literally the part of your brain that's figuring it out shuts off and you can't. I've actually heard that. Our own brains troll us. It's, it's crazy. You've got it. You've got it. Say ope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> don't got it. Uh, Christopher Nolan on IMDb. Christopher. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure you like a lot of Nolan movies. Here we go. All right, start start listening to them, and I'll I'll tell you if I've even the seen one I was them. trying to think about was Dunkirk. Never saw it, dude. It's wild because it's 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 all about it's it's a specific uh, uh, situation that happened between the British and American and the French uh, in uh, World War Two, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's focusing on this one thing. But the whole time, other than the music being really crazy, the whole time you hear. Just these horrifying sounds of diving bombers. It's like, like the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It is so stressful. Uh, um, the Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, uh, sure. Inception. Uh, do you, have you seen The Prestige? Nope. God damn it, dude, dude. I'm telling you, I really do not make time for movies. Uh, if I even sit down to watch a movie, I fall asleep. Insomnia with Robin Williams. Nope. Memento. Yeah. He did that. Uh, anyway. The movie Interstellar, it's legitimately one of my favorite movies of all time. That's why it's funny that, like, I'm like, have you seen it? Because uh, uh, it's basically stars Matthew McConaughey, and it's three hours long, and it's about we're running out of resources on Earth, and uh, we need to find another planet to seed humanity on. Okay. And uh, But it involves a lot of thought, a lot of uh, theory about going through wormholes and gravity and uh black holes and actually the the they have a black hole in the movie that is uh they had a they had a um consultant who's a astrophysicist okay and he had all of these equations about black holes and stuff like that he's like the foremost dude on this sort of thing and uh they pumped all these equations and stuff into their cgi uh supercomputers Mm -hmm. you know for making the graphics and I guess the depiction of a black hole in Interstellar is the most scientifically accurate because they, as scientists, they didn't have the resources, the money and resources to be able to render that shit with these equations they had. But then they got these big multi-million dollar uh, Hollywood CGI things that can render it. It's wild. Oh, that's crazy. It's wild. Anyway, but the movie talks a lot about gravity and time and space and dimension, other dimensions and stuff like that. So... Uh, that's what I was getting at. But there's like a part, in the, like there's like one part where they're on a planet for, they go down to this planet that's got, that's really close to this black hole. And they're on the planet for like 25 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they get back to the spaceship and it's been 17 years on the spaceship because of the uh, time warp on the gravity. So like it. the dude's like, I've been waiting 17 years for you to come back. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. It's a crazy movie. You should see it. I'll give you an example of how detached I am from movies. Uh, my wife really wanted to watch Dr. Sleep. What's that? 
I think it's like pick up where The Shining left off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And I get, I don't know, 25 minutes in. And I just looked over at her and I said, I'm done with this movie. You're just not really a cinephile, are you? No. <laughs> nope. I enjoy a good film. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I like I just like things to make me laugh. I When I sit down and dedicate time to something, I want it to like entertain me to the point of laughter. You know what I watched this morning, though? What? That was sick. Godzilla King of the Monsters is on something, uh, HBO or a Netflix or something like that. Uh, did you see any? Did you see the new Godzilla movie a couple years ago? I saw part of it. I think I fell asleep. Uh, and then there was Kong Skull Island that came out after that. Oh yeah, I actually did want to see that. And so Godzilla King of the Monsters is the third one. Basically, they're building a whole new uh, kaiju. You know, the mm. like that that old school monster movie kind of thing. But the uh, graphics, like a incredible. whole new version of that uh, mythology, and. Uh, Dude, it was fucking awesome. I watched it this morning. I was like working on, I was designing some logos for Wee Demon and, uh, I was, uh, just watching it. And it's li- what I like about these new ones is that it's like the old school Godzilla ones where it's like it, the humans don't matter. Like they still have their stories and stuff mm. like that, but it takes a second because like the whole thing is like, no, this is between them and cities are getting destroyed in the process and humans are just collateral damage on this yeah. whole thing. And I love that. It's not like the 1998 Godzilla movie that was all about the people and the story. It's not about that. And, uh, but no, this new one is fucking, I mean, it's, it's got Godzilla. It's got Mothra. It's got, uh, King, uh, the fucking three headed Hydra thing. I, the, mm. the shit's, the shit's wild. It was awesome. All right, I might give it a chance. It's good if you just want like big, stupid, screaming, fighting monsters. Uh, <laughs> did that contribute at all to your nostalgia trip? No. Is that all I said was nostalgia trip? Uh, I mean, you said nostalgia tripping big time. Because <laughs> that has nothing to do with this. Oh, really? But I could, I'll happily go into it. If <clears> you go want into me to it. Rail yeah. on it. That's about music. It's about specifically Furnace Fest. Hmm. Um, I started a tweet thread about this on Twitter the other day and I got three tweets in and I deleted the whole thing because I felt like I was just being an asshole and not getting my point across. So I want to say it out loud in a way that I feel like I'm getting my point across. It's like, I can't go to Furnace Fest because Jordan Holland's getting married that weekend. <laughs> so maybe it's just cause I'm pissed that I can't go. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, but I think it's amazing. The idea that nearly 20 years later all of these bands are getting back together probably going to be playing like they're like 18 visions is teasing something that's what made me think about this i don't mm. know if you saw 18 visions is teasing something for tuesday 218 and it's pink so is this going to be a vanity thing is it going to be a remastered version a re-recorded version which would be awesome uh because i love vanity a lot of people hate it i loved it anyway 18 visions is teasing that and then all of these bands i mean you look at that furnace fest lineup and it's like 94% old bands getting back together. Yeah. Which is cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not dissing it. And I, a lot of those, like a handful of those bands are my friends, you know, like people like, you know, like that, like, I think it's awesome. Like the beloved guys, I was talking with those guys, like, dude, it's so sweet that you guys are back. Don't get me wrong. It's sweet. But then I think, yes, like Knock Loose is on it and a couple newer bands are on it. But like, are we wasting the opportunity? To like have this fest be like half reunions and half young new bands. 
Are we miss? Are we so focused on the nostalgia that we're that we're ignoring this? Like, um, there's a shit ton of amazing heavy music, hardcore metal, metalcore happening now with yeah. kids that are half our age. You know what I mean? Like, are we but, swinging but the think, pendulum too far? No, I don't think so. And the reason I say that is because there are a thousand fucking fests a year, right? Let Furnace Fest be what it was with the bands that, that were. That's fair. I, my, uh, I, and I don't mean to throw Furnace Fest under the bus because it's also like I know the guy putting it on. And like I and I and I God, you're flexing all over this. I'm not being an asshole about it. No, I'm just I'm fucking with you. Uh, but but, you're uh, but like it's cool. Like. Cause I, yeah, because I feel like, honestly, if I really wanted to, I could probably get Marinath on it if I wanted to. Uh, yeah, and but, the whole uh, Jordan get married. Yeah, but uh, it's it's cool. You, you can't do both. It's it's You can't be like Jet Set Colin. Like, I mean, it's Furnace Fest. It's not one day. I know. Right? Uh, but it, it, I don't know. I, I guess I just I – just, Excuse me. As a as a old guy who feels like I'm still pretty plugged in to what's going on, I still go to a lot of shows. I still do stuff. Sure. There's just so much awesome young raw energy that I just want to see more of. And uh, I don't, you gotta watch. Uh, there's that band that's got a lot of hype right now. Gulch. It's 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 like it's got. I don't know if you remember the band Pulling Teeth, but it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like Pulling Teeth's like younger, dumber brother. Like it's just like a little bit more caveman version of that band but then it's also like they're young guys who are ripped and they don't have shirts on so there's also like a real crow mags kind of vibe you know that kind of pissed scary new york hardcore thing anyway like that band's awesome and they're all i guarantee like one of their guitars i was looking at can't be older than 17 years old what and uh you you need to watch after when you get home tonight you need to watch gulch live at this is hardcore it's 18 minutes long and it is a it made me w- wish I was there and and fighting. I mean, it just made me want to fucking fight. There's my rant. It wasn't really a rant. It's just, hey, guys, it's cool that all of our old favorite bands that we grew up with are back together. But remember that there's a bunch of younger guys who are half our age doing the same shit, but better. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Sometimes I wonder if uh, bands are actually doing it better or I just like their recordings better. Because recording technology has gotten so much better. Uh, I think it's more nuanced. I agree with that, but I think it's more nuanced than that. That's why I said, like, if if 18 Visions re-recorded Vanity, I think it'd be amazing. Now, I uh, think this is – here's an example. Like, I think um, that Slipknot, like, they'll always be – they'll always hold a certain part for me, right, mm-hmm. in my heart. Because when I – when it was, like, 99, 2000, that was one of my biggest influences by far, right? That being said, even when I go back and listen to that record, like the Slipknot record with like Eyeless and, you know, all, all, Sick and all that, uh, even then I'm like, still don't like this recording. I think it sounds awesome. See, I'm, I'm just, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's better than some recordings that it's came a out shit, of that it's, era. it's shitty. It's shitty. The drums specifically are shitty, but I, I think it's awesome. Which brings me to, there's a band called Left to Suffer. Have you heard of them? Uh-uh. I, they are fucking heavy. Like they about? are heavy heavy nice right well they covered eyeless oh sweet and they did it you know with their guitar sounds their drum sounds and i'm like holy shit like this is fucking heavy i wish that some of the records that i grew up loving and i mean some of them like uh it dies today for example i think it dies today to to this day produced some of the heaviest breakdowns <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right I now ever i'll tell you right now i i 
you uh i do i did not follow that i didn't like that can choir record uh kate of choir kate of choir i didn't like that record and i did not follow them after forever scorned sure that seven song eight song ep or whatever because he got throat surgery and was singing more right it, it it didn't really – I mean it, it didn't have anything to do with him changing. It was more that like the whole band changed to something that I was kind of at the time was like getting out of. The whole trust kill sound. And, uh, yeah. So I was getting into more death metal and stuff like that. And to me, I agree with you. That band had some of the hardest fucking mosh. The uh, – what they excelled at was the setup, letting you know that mosh was coming. Holy shit. Like, that's where I love them. And actually, my one of my favorite... I saw them at Bernie's. Or not Bernie's, Midgard Comedy. I saw them at Midgard. Yeah, we were at the same yeah, show. Yeah, we were at... Yeah, that's right. That's before we knew each other, though. That was on... They were touring on Forever Scorn. My boy yeah. Todd Mann put that show on. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I bought a XL nice. shirt. Nice. If that, that shows you. Like, I was in transition from, like, Slipknot vibes to... Medium shirts. <laughs> Man, there's a bunch of size large and XL shirts that I had that I got rid of when I was in my too cool metalcore uh, me phase too. that I am so sad about. Let me tell you, I told you my mom's house is like a time castle capsule. Yeah. One time I go over there and hanging on the back of the door, like she has like an older house in Marion Village and it had doors like everywhere, like door from the yeah. dining room to the yeah, kitchen, yeah, yeah. you know, wood door, but it was always open. Well, on the back of it, I come out of the bathroom one day and I look up and it's my old band's shirt and the Slipknot shirt that I bought in 99 with the barcode on it that says people equal shit. Nice. And they sold the uh, the censored version of it at Hot Topic. But if you went to the actual concert, you could get the people equal shit like, you know, and I was all about shirts with cuss words on them because I was um, edgy. Uh, yeah, I saw those two shirts hanging on the back of the door and I was like, oh, shit. And both of them were in extra large. That's, I should I should take those because yeah. honestly I could probably fit them now. Dude, or even if you didn't fit them, you sell could them. you could sell that shit on that Depop or whatever, and you probably make three hundred bucks on that fucking Slipknot shirt. Really? People, people, dude, you need. Oh, dude, I gotta go get all my shit from her house. These kids are going crazy. It's like my vintage, soap story with vintage metal shirts right now. It's like my soap story from the last thing. I have all this shit at my mom's house. I need to go and just like yeah, dude. I need to uh, do a deep clean. Um, I'm in a, I'm actually in a Facebook group. It's OG new metal, metalcore and hardcore shirts. I had a, I had people a, selling shit. I had a spine shank shirt too that said fuck integrity. I'm telling you, man, there's Dude. a big market for it right now. You need to strike while the iron's hot because you could make some serious money off of garbage Gildan shirts from the late nineties. Uh, you know, a similar thing is like old skate gear. I, uh, one of my, or if they're that blue grape or whatever, that, that one specific brand. Oh, yeah, kids, yeah. Like people are all about that shit. Uh, when I went to her house one time, she hands me a, a box of shit. And one of the things that was in there, well, number one, it was my fucking helmet from like skating. Like when you go to skate parks back in the day, you had to have a helmet or they wouldn't let you in. And the other thing was a Senate hat. And Senate is like a skate brand that's yeah. no longer around. Yeah. Dude, it was a fucking piece of shit. It was a beige trucker hat with a green senate logo and i only took it so i could snap a photo of it and then send it to andrew and my buddy sam who sam owned a skate shop out in grove city and i was like oh this is funny look at this shit and he goes oh shit man where'd you score that and i'm like oh no i my mom like gave me a bunch of shit i just took a picture up before i threw it out and he was like whatever you do don't throw that out he was like and he linked me to a message board 
the message board was just like that. Old Senate gear and rollerblade <laughs> and shit like that where people were spending hundreds of dollars for this shit. I never dug something out of the trash faster because that Senate hat, all I did was take a picture of it and then throw it in my my trash can that was inside uh, the garage that I used for like sawdust and shit like that. I threw it in there. He told me that shit. Dude, I went right back in there. <laughs> Dusted that motherfucking thing off, and it lived in the back of my trunk for a while. I ended up not even selling it. I just gave it to him. I was like, you take this. If you want to sell it, you can sell it. Uh, do you just – like when you were telling that story or when you were just talking about like old shit like that, it just made me think of this. I've, I haven't thought of this in 20 years, but this is really funny. Uh, when Family when family Values Tour came through Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I lived in 1997 – or eight, 98. I went to it and that was cool. You know, we talked about this. That was the, when the year that corn was doing surprise sets, they yeah. did it in Columbus. They did it in Grand Rapids. So, uh, yeah, here it was at shot and scene center. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so, but at the time my stepdad worked at, he was, uh, worked on the facilities crew at the arena that mm. they played at. And he, you know, was cleaning afterwards and uh after all the bands left and all that and he comes home and he gives me this beanie and he goes he goes i found this in i found this in uh limp biscuits dressing room this is fred durst hat Shut and the fuck it up. was a beanie that was like remember that porn star brand yeah and so it just had three x's it just it was like a patch that said xxx yeah. it's also funny too because this is before i knew anything about straight edge i wore this fucking hat and it was one of those beanies, you know, that's like knit, you know, and yeah. then just like comes straight down. There's no fold or anything There's like no that. Fold. And it was like a, it was a black with white and a red stripe in between those. And it had this patch on it. I wore this hat for like a year all the time. Did you wash it? Well, yeah. I'm just checking. Uh, but, got lice. But, but thinking that it was Fred Durst's hat. But then now as you told that story, I and I never thought about it again. As I'm looking back, and it just that popped in my head, I was like, "There's no fucking way that that was Fred Durst's hat." He found it when he was cleaning dressing rooms. It was probably some fucking dumbass who was hanging out trying to get signatures or something like it. Because it was also like, it was probably a very, very just turned eighteen year old girl's. Who <laughs> was? Just- but I wore it for like a year, thinking it was Fred Durst because he told me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I had Fred Durst's hat. There's the title. <laughs> I thought I had Fred Durst's hat. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. That's so funny. I literally have never thought of that before until you were telling that story. I was like, holy shit, I forgot about that hat with a triple X on it. I for a year when I was a senior in high school wore a triple X hat. Or uh, a a sophomore in high school wore a triple X hat. Before I got involved in the hardcore scene, if I still had that hat and I just like wore it at a hardcore show, people would have thought it was strange. Well, yeah, you you know, like uh, early on when I was like just getting on AOL and shit like that, and people had these uh, X's. Yeah, no, they had S X E. I thought it was sexy. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize until much much oh, later man. that that was straight edge. Oh man! I was like, oh shit, this girl's got sexy in her name. Like, I'm about to see if I can get her photo. Dude. And wait seven years for this seven megabyte photo to download. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, so my brother gave me a poster 
it was it was a poster of Eddie Vedder, right? And he told me this story. He's like, "Yeah, man, bought this poster at the uh, at the Pearl Jam concert, and yeah, I was up front, and I just rolled it out on stage, and he signed it. <laughs> and like, he gave me this poster. And first of all, this is the biggest poster that has ever existed in the history of posters. It, I'm not kidding when I say it was like seven foot by like eleven foot. It was what? It was fucking huge. It was so big. He gave it to me because he. Where the fuck was he going to put it? He couldn't put it anywhere. I think it's probably an exaggeration on size, mm. but me, I will. I will uh, <clears throat> give it to you that it was probably a giant poster. So let me tell you how big it was. My mom had eight or nine foot ceilings, and I couldn't roll it out all the way. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I wanted to put it on my wall. He stole their backdrop. <laughs> no, he he bought this fucking poster. He bought this poster at the Pearl Jam, or Jam concert. And it was so big that I tried to like hang it up and I tried to like, you know, figure out where I wanted to put it on the wall and it wouldn't fit. It didn't like I had it at the top. It's so funny. And it was laying on the ground, still partially rolled up. It's so funny. So the motherfucking <laughs> thing was bare minimum nine feet tall. So and he gives it to me because he had nowhere to put it either. He he couldn't do shit with it. So he's like, you can have this. It's signed by Eddie Vedder. And so I look at it and I'm like, oh shit, it's really got Eddie Vedder. And I, I was like, that's really cool. He told me like. Two years later, after I had already flexed on everybody, like, oh, look at this. I got this. It's signed by Eddie Vedder. He's like, no, I signed that. I just wrote it just in cursive right there at the bottom. And then, oh, my God, dude, when I look at it, when I looked at it, then I was like, this looks nothing like an autograph. He was trying to be a good big brother. He was. He was. So uh, speaking of, so we talked about like people that spend a lot of money on these like vintage things. Are there things that you are just a fucking cheapskate about? And, like, what do you spend money on and you're just completely fine spending money on it? And then what are you, like, uber cheap about? Hmm. Uh, I'm cheap about a lot. All right. Give me give me some examples of, like, where the normal person would just do this, but you're like, fuck that, do this. Uh, I – let's see. Uh, one thing that uh, I'm cheap about – I was thinking about this earlier is uh, Sierra is really good at organizing stuff. Mm -hmm. So she gets an idea of the way a thing should be organized. And she's like, well, to do that, I need this shelf and I need this type of bin. And I need, so Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm going to go to target and spend $150, you know? So I get like, why can't we just get some cardboard boxes, you know, or whatever, you know, what, you know, like, so I'm like, you're talking about permanent fixtures in your house and you're like, fuck it. Let's put some, I'm not talking about like, well, yeah, yes. Uh, I, I, my, my, yes, you're right. My initial <laughs> reaction to Sierra wanting to go to Target to buy storage stuff yep. is, don't we have enough storage stuff? And if not, can't we just box stuff up? Like, I, I am cheap about that. That is something I'm cheap about. Uh, I am cheap. The other, the other, another thing I'm cheap about is, uh, you know, Beatrice needed new shoes and, uh, I though I love the idea of the flex of my kid having like sweet shoes. Mm-hmm. She's also like a seven year old who like gets a pair of shoes and like wears them outside and drags them on the ground when she's like being you know on her bike being or, seven. You know, you know she's being a seven year old. So I, I and and she's gonna grow out of them in three and a half weeks. You know what I mean? 
So like, but at the same time, but so generally I'm like, yeah, so let's get them shoes at like Target or Old Navy, you know, these garbage that just fall apart anyway. Yeah. Because who gives a shit? You know what I mean? But then uh, the other night I took her to Famous Footwear and she got some chucks and a pair of boots and I only spent $25 and I felt fine about it. But I my, it's, it's not that I'm just cheap about stuff. It's that my initial reaction is like exceptionally cheap. <laughs> Extremely frugal. Now, I will I will buy – I will spend top dollar for records. I don't give a fuck. Damn. That's uh, wild. I bought uh, Frank Ocean Blonde. I think we talked about this, but I bought Frank Ocean Blonde for $40 at Used Kids, and it's a bootleg. And that he told me it was a bootleg before I bought it, and I still bought it. Why? Because I don't give a fuck. That's is why. It, but it's a – is it – you should mind a vinyl record? Yeah. Uh, if it's a bootleg, does it still sound good or well, better? That's the whole deal. He goes, I want you to know this is a boot. I'm going to be real with you. He goes, uh, and then he told me about it. Basically what it is is everybody wants Frank Ocean Blonde on vinyl because uh-huh. it's an amazing album. And to me, it's honestly one of the best albums of all time. And uh, uh, everybody wants it on vinyl. He did one pressing, and it was in Europe. And those things go for like $300, $400. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, I am not buying a vinyl record for $300. You just said you'd spend whatever. No, 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 no. No. So you, I feel like you're just uh, across the board a little cheap. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, he he goes, you know, he he's like this small label knew there was a demand for it, so they bootlegged it, and it's and it's mastered for vinyl, and it sounds great, and it's everything's good, and it was like <clears throat> colored vinyl, and like and like the packaging was fine. So can the record label that did that get in trouble? Probably, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Uh, he goes, he goes. I'll tell you what, though, we sell. I can't keep these on the shelf. There was really? that much of a demand for it. Damn. And so, it sounds great. So I Frank is to it, missing out. And it's a record that I wanted. I, no, he's not missing out because he knows that he knows that people are – the people who really want it on vinyl are spending 500 bucks for it. No, they're not. They're spending 40 at used kids. Well, yeah. That's what I mean by he's missing out. Like he could – well, like, okay, so a few records for 300, right? Or could you just do like thousands at true, 70? True. You know what I mean? <clears throat> There's an old saying. It's like uh, half of a watermelon is better than all of a grape, right? Oh man, you sound like an old guy. I got that shit from Shark Tank. <laughs> um, you sound like Mark Cuban. Um, it's not a bad dude to sound like. Uh, He's a dickhead, but he got money. I'm a no. I'm I, I'm cheap. I I, I am <clears throat> viscerally cheap. So. I will spend money on stuff if I need to, or if I I could I can quickly be talked into spending money. Yeah, but across the board, I'm I don't just give cheap. a fuck about spending money. I spend money like I know it's you fucking don't. water. But that being said, for whatever reason, I get really cheap if I know there's a cheap option. Like when you said storage, I will not buy storage containers from Target. Fuck no. You know why? Because they're way cheaper at Walmart, and even oh, yeah, more yeah, yeah. cheaper. <laughs> More cheap. I said more cheaper, and then I realized how terrible that sounded. Uh, more cheap. That store called At Home, mm-hmm. dude. That fucking place rules. Oh, that's a. It, there's one of those in Mill Run. Yeah, that's the original one. Well, they put one over. Yeah, uh, that place is pretty cool in the Polaris area. And holy shit, like I go there for like picture frames and like storage things, and they just have way better looking shit that should be a lot more money, but it's not, and it's cheap, and it's fucking phenomenal. And um, then the other thing that I'm like super cheap about is. Uh, I'm getting better though, is cords. Like, 
Oh. I will wait a day for Amazon to deliver me an Amazon basic cord because it's a fraction of the price sure. of, of anything. I else. agree with that. Uh, um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty cheap across the board. Um, and, uh, for instance, uh, you seem like a name brand kind of guy when you're grocery shopping. Uh, uh, depends. So cereal. Like, I no, I'm I'm all over the board with cereal. So, like, like I get the Malto meal bags always. I mean, you mean I the ones that look like fucking dog food? No. Well, yeah, yeah. Yes. They, but they're I, like they look like forty pound things. I of dog never, food. never buy name brand cereal. Well, we do. Uh, we get some name brand cereal. Not all. Like, I'm completely fine buying, like, Toastios instead of Honey Nut Cheerios and shit like that. Even though, if the fucking – I always get the name brand. If it's on sale and it's within, like, pennies, I'll get the name brand. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they, okay. <clears throat> That's fair. Um, But at the grocery store, I specifically – I barely get name brand stuff and – What do you do for coffee? Kroger K-Cups. First of all – Kroger Private Selection Breakfast Blend is the is like the best coffee. It's fucking phenomenal. But generally, if I'm getting if I'm getting coffee, like bean coffee, I'll spend money on it. Yeah, because it's a treat. Because that's like I I take I spend energy making it. Like I grind the coffee, I put it in my Chemex. You know, I I, I boil the water. I I do the whole deal. I take out the scale, you know, like yeah, I, I do. That's way too much for me. I do the whole deal with that when I'm like wanting a really good cup of coffee. But if I'm buying K cups, no, it's going to be the whatever's four ninety nine. Oh, no, I, I buy the large thing. It's like, it's almost oh, always oh. on sale for nineteen ninety nine. Like 48. It's 48. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's fucking, no, crazy. I get them 12 at a time, but I always get whatever's four ninety nine. It's usually giant Eagle brand or Kroger brand or like, you know, Dunkin' Donuts sometimes will have their shitty one cheap. Just for the record, if it's ever on sale and it's even remotely close, I buy uh, Donut Shop Nutty Caramel. It is the same. Yeah, I don't do the flavored shit. It's it's still zero calorie. It's not the stuff that's sweetened. No, it has nothing to do with It's the health. roasting. It has nothing to do with health. Why would you not buy the – you don't like the smell of good coffee? Oh, you said it's not sweetened. No, no. It, oh, it's oh, literally oh, just oh, – it's oh. the bean that's roasted. At a oh, okay, 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 okay. Because I'm just a I'm a black coffee drinker. Yeah, I same drink, here. We, I drink, we drink okay. we, no cream, no anything, none of that shit. Although uh, I do like uh, the. You're talking about a, a flavored roast. Yes. I get that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, it's I, called I, nutty caramel. Yeah, I just don't do the ones that like are like they come out with creamer in them. Basically, nah, it, those are the ones called like sweet and creamy or some shit. Yeah, that's gross. I don't know. Fuck those. <clears throat> um, so I want to talk about like random things that you're good at because I feel like everybody. Has something stupid and random they're good at. And honestly, for no reason. It's like you can't really explain why you got good at this thing and you can't really explain why you are, but you're good at it. And I have two that stick out to me that I feel like anybody who spent any time with me in any capacity, either restaurant or um, even just around me when I'm holding my phone, not sitting down doing a podcast, uh, you've seen me do two of these things. One, I throw my phone around like like it's a fucking – like I can land my phone nice. like it's like it's a fucking skate nice. trick. I can land it like I don't even need to look at you and I can just like land it. Right. So I can do several tricks. All of them. I can do ones where like you push down with your thumb and flip it or when you push up with your your ring finger like I can do lots of shit with my phone. I don't know why I started doing it, but I've been doing it so long that even when I walk down the hall at work, I'll just be sitting there flipping my phone and people are like, aren't you afraid to drop your phone? 
And I go, no, because I've pretty much never dropped my phone in the past like seven years. And even when I do like you do that weird thing where you catch it with your foot, break its fall. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I'm good at, and I don't know when I started doing this, but when I go out to eat and I'm at a location with those little jelly packets, (laughs) do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like the the little square thing. I'll take one, set it there, set one next to it. And I flip it, and I can flip it on top of it, and then I keep going. I can stack those things like ten and twelve high. I don't know why I got so good at it, but I can just be like, boop, and just like literally this tall, you know, a foot off the ground. I can I can hit a jelly packet and land it on top of the other one. Do you have like really fucking weird shit like that that you're good at, or do you know people that are really good at shit? It's funny that you asked, like, it's, the owner of my company has that same, he's like, I have a feeling, everybody has, everybody has a superpower. And he like, he, oh when, my when god, somebody, I hope that mine is not wasted on jelly packets. No, 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 no. When he says superpower, it's, it's, and everybody has something that they're really good at. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, it's some, it's just a weird thing. It really uh, is. Something I'm really good at is it does not matter how much sleep I've had. It doesn't matter where I'm at. What position I'm in. If I want to go to sleep, I can go to sleep. <laughs> That's your superpower? That's, That's uh, one of the them. sleepiest dad. And, and it's not even that. It's not the narcolepsy that comes with sleepiest dad where it's like literally like I just I'm, I am I hit a brick wall and I'm just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like that. It's like I may chalk it up to maybe spending every weekend touring yeah. for four years. But like, you know in a captain's chair in a van you know it's like nope you know it's time to sleep so i'm gonna get a couple hours you know i can it doesn't matter how much sleep i've had i and two hours after i wake up in the morning i could lay down on the couch and be like you know i'm gonna take a little 20 minute nap i'm just really good at sleeping just turning your whole body off sleep is sleepy as fucking bad that's wild that's one of them uh oh this is good this i i'll sit here and think about it though and overthink it well, if you can't think of another one, you can always come back to it when you think of one. I am pretty good at, uh, like, balancing shit. Yeah? Like, like pretty, like, I, any, you know, and my dad was like this too, so it's, I think it's one of those things that my dad, like, I just got from You balance dad. shit on your nose? You do that, like, on your forehead and shit well, like that? Well, you know, stuff like that, you know, with brooms and shit, like, I do that, yeah. but, like, I'm really good at, like... I remember with the kids when they were younger, you know, like having them stand on my hands and doing, you know, doing this kind yeah. of thing. like I'm pretty good at like that cheerleader shit. Yeah. So I'm pretty good at that, at balancing stuff. Dude, we should just do like a whole uh, video episode where it's just us performing our random tasks <laughs> that we're good at. Oh, shit. Speaking of balancing stuff, that's another thing you got on that list. Do I? Brooms. Oh, my God. People are stupid and they take the internet for granted. The here's here's what bothers okay, so what we're gonna talk about is that story or that challenge or whatever you this, want to it, call it's it. It's a hundred percent fake news is what it is. Yeah. Hundred percent. It started with a NASA tweet, right? It was like a troll from NASA. I think. Anyway, this shit happens every few See, years. I don't think it was a troll. I think somebody said NASA said this. No, I thought I thought it was a real like. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought that it was a real thing. I we'll have to look at the origin of it. But long story short, put your fucking brooms away or use them. Uh, <laughs> this shit happens like every few years, and it's not a joke. Like every couple years or few years, somebody goes, "Oh shit, look at this thing I can do," and it's all because of X, Y, and Z, something to do with the universe or the fucking equinox or something, right? 
and it spreads across social media like wildfire fire. And so I get online and all of a sudden I just am seeing brooms in my timeline. My uncle was like still standing the next morning. Yeah, fucking crazy. I just want, I just as a PSA, I want y'all to know that this shit happens every single day. It, you can literally it, stand your broom up every day. That's the thing, is it took NASA to say, no, idiots. Brooms the, have a low center of gravity, <laughs> and as long as you can, t- like, teepee the bristles, it yeah. will always stand. Yes. Because the weight's all down there. Yes. You idiots. Preach. Preach, Colin. Stupid. I also also saw that was uh, going to be my trivial thing that bothers me. One of the dudes from a hardcore band, I think, rotting out on Twitter, uh, uh, posted. He goes, "Man, if all y'all standing up your brooms would actually use them for bands that stay at your house." <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> uh, my only response was, "I have a Swiffer, and that thing doesn't stay. You can set it." The Swiffer has a special power, right? Which is you put it against the wall and it still falls over. It doesn't fucking matter where <laughs> where I put – dude, where I put the Swiffer handle, it doesn't matter because it won't be there 30 seconds later. It's falling over. Real talk about Swiffer, about Swiffers real quick. This is a sore subject between Sierra and I. I've broken four, snapped them in half. Dude, you need to go up to the Bona. Fuck the Swiffer. You got to get the Bona. <laughs> See, this is where we're cheap. I don't give a shit about whatever you paid twice as much for. I didn't. Well, first of all, first of all, let me tell you about my one Bona. My one Bona costs less than four Swiffers. Can I I'm just, just tell you that? Dick. I'm just being. A I dick. know because uh, I know you spend top dollar on shit. That's no, all. not on the Bona, dude. It was uh, here's here's why I got the Bona instead of the Swiffer because at the time of purchasing the Bona, it had a solution for hardwood floors and the Swiffer did not, and then I just stuck with it. And then Swiffer came out with their own hardwood yeah, solution yeah. that doesn't. I don't know shit. what it is about the stainless steel or aluminum that they use for it's the aluminum uh, for the pull. I think and the angle of the handle, especially if you have the wet jet. Yeah, the, you know the trigger. And I don't know what it is and where I hold it, what I do with it, and, and the pressure I put on it. But I have literally bent four of them in half. Um, and if you're watching this on video, you'll see that Colin is holding it s- kind of like a pistol grip shotgun. And so if somebody could, yeah, if somebody could just Photoshop a shotgun in his hand, please, that'd be great. But it's wild. It's wild. Like I stopped, I stopped, uh, we have one right now, but like, I'm like, every time I use it, I have to like think extra hard about not putting pressure in the same points that I always put it because I've, I've literally bent four of them in half and Sierra's just like, you broke another one. <laughs> I have we this, have to spend 25 bucks on another one? Again, I have the same one. I'm telling you. You got to get that Bona. That shit must be made better. Oh, man. What's up with this uh, 18 volt? What? Did you put that on there? No, that was the 18 Visions Nostalgia Trip tease thing I was talking about. Well, what the fuck, Colin? 18 volt. <laughs> Look, this this says Nostalgia Tripping Big Time. And then this says 18V. <laughs> I thought for sure it was like 18 volt. I'm like... <laughs> Does this guy want to talk electronics? I didn't talk about real punk shit, though. You didn't talk about real punk shit. But that also, I, I tried to lead you into that when you said, because uh, I know that's something that you did this weekend, right? Yeah. Last Yesterday, and, and this has to do with me, you know, being sap dad on Friday night. Who? Sap dad. What? Oh, sap dad. Feeling sappy. I thought you it said, was funny, too. I thought you said sapped at, and I was like, whoa, uh, terminology uh, I don't uh, know. Slang yeah, I don't get, know. Get down with the kids, dog. Damn, dog. Sapped I got at. sapped at. Sapped at. Uh, this motherfucker sapped at me. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta go put that in uh, urban dictionary now oh man we gotta figure out what uh, that is. but uh you know 
I was feeling really sappy Friday night. That's actually really side note to that. I know I was talking about it earlier, but I texted Sierra and I just said, and I, at this point I had three or four glasses of whiskey. And so I was, that, it makes me extra sad. And I was yeah. like watching sad bands on YouTube. And, uh, I was, I texted her and I was like, just so you know, I'll probably cry tonight. Oh man. I was like, and she goes, what? And I said, I'm just feeling it. It's just one of those nights. I feel it. I feel like, I feel like it's going to happen. Real I qu- didn't real quick. Can I get, what are your sad bands? Like when you're feeling sad and you put on sad music, what are they? I listen to stuff that's just got really, really slow, uh, sad melodies like Paul Bearer, Baroness, mm. Doomy shit. So it's more about the overall feel of the record. Not or, the or like emo, like, yeah. like Tiger's jaw, stuff like that. First taking back Sunday record. Stuff that has that stuff that has uh, heavy vocal harmonies that I can sing yeah. along with. Um, when, I, when I real quick, when I'm feeling sad, it's uh, it's that damn Real Friends album. Oh yeah, composure because the lyrics are sad, but then all the music is poppy, yeah. and it makes me feel weird. Sometimes I'm really sad. I'll listen to stuff like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, where it's like, a, oh yeah, you told a, me you about know, that record. Deep voice with a piano, you know, like yeah. like stuff like that. But uh. It was just funny. I like I it's I'm self-aware enough that I was just told to you I was like I feel it. I feel it's like a it was like the dam was about to break. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I was like dad's probably going to cry tonight. <laughs> I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. I think it ended up I ended up hanging out and ended up getting quite a bit more drunk, which I think kind of took my mind off of feeling sure. sad. Uh but focused uh, on trying to stand instead. I was also I've also been very haphazard in taking my antidepressants this week, so that probably mm. had something to do with it. But uh uh no, last night I went to a punk show. Uh there was something called Jeff Topia and it was out on the west side. It was nothing to do with me. It was no, it was on Broad Street in between the BMV and Hague. Mm-hmm. So like the hill top like literally at the top of the hill right and it was exactly it was in an old storefront and it was boarded up was it right on the corner yeah 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 they do rap shows there too by the way oh really yeah uh uh they built a stage for it josh uh from domestic terror and stuff daily grind he and his buddy built a stage for it and all that stuff and it was like 10 bands it was supposed to start at 6 30 started at 8 30 and it was uh and, you know, they have a sign that's like private party and stuff like that. So, like, people are smoking inside and it's BYOB. And I just, I was, you know, I was cooped up in the house and I was sad. And I was just like, you know, it sounds really fun to just go to a BYOB show. I miss BYOB shows. And I was like, it sounds fun to me. So I go. And, and you know, there's two bands, Toxic Warlord and Domestic Terror, that are my friends that I wanted that would be fun to see. So I go and it's like totally not my scene, obviously. I mean, this is not this. This is a punk show, but it wasn't like PC punks. It wasn't like suburban kids who took a bunch of liberal philosophy classes in college. Uh, sorry, if you're mad about that, you can meet me in the DMs. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, th- these are the real these. This is like the guys who like have spent the last 20 years of their adult life being fucked up. You know what I mean? And, uh, it was wild, man. I saw two guys puke. Yeah. Uh, everybody was fucked up. You should. Everybody was fucked up. Uh, I came home smelling like cigarettes and shitty beer. And I I do not miss that. Like I had to like, like my jacket, like that windbreaker smells still 24 hours later. And, uh, 
but it was a good time. You know, it was it, it like I said, it's nice sometimes to just go to a show that's just lawless. You know, it was like somebody's yeah. like selling drinks that's got God knows what in it. And there's everyone's just got their shitty beer and kids are fighting each other and puking and and playing like there were some fucking terrible bands, dude. Holy shit. Holy shit. You stayed for several of them? I stayed for a lot of them. Uh, I wanted to see Domestic Terror because I think that they have a good brand of death metal, but I was at 1145 was tapped out on my uh, shitty punk scale. I had I had to get out of there. Uh, a lot of so there was a lot of punk. There was some thrash, some death metal. So pretty much just a heavy show. Not it, not even that heavy. It was mostly just like it was mostly just punks. It was like spikes and hair and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, it, it was a good time. I had a good time. I had a really good time. Spikes and uh, hair and dirt. But um, yeah, I smelled really bad when I left. Uh, it's I, just I don't find myself at places like that that often anymore. I can't fucking go to places that they still smoke inside. I'm but it straight. was it was nice that I saw it was nice that I like went to a show and I only and I only spent like sixteen bucks and it was like ten bucks was for the show and six bucks was for the six pack I brought. You know that was nice. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the whole you remember when like there used to be smoking sections of restaurants. Yeah. Uh, somebody said a quote to me one time, or at least I heard a quote, and it never. It never left my brain. And they said, uh, having a smoking section in a restaurant is like having a peeing section in a pool. <laughs> no, that's very true. No, that's a, that was a hell of a quote. And I thought that was a great analogy. That, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I hate smelling like cigarettes. It's I hate, like, I hate, I hate my, cigarettes. I hate them. And I hate cigarettes too. But I grew up with it and it, the smell makes me really comfortable and it makes me, it's really like, so like I don't mind being in a room where people are smoking. Mm. It doesn't bother me if my friends are going out to have a cigarette. I'll go out with them. I can do that because I can take a step back and and kind of stay mitigated from but everything. Like I go out with them because kind of I like it. That's bullshit. It's gross. Uh, just because it's like, gross, Colin. Just be no, no. I know it's gross, but it's kind. Of, it's but it's because of like it's it's a home smell to me. Do you ever just grab your friend? And go, hey man, I'm I'm gonna go outside and grab a secondhand smoke. <laughs> will you come will you come outside and provide I mean still the to hand? this day to, still to this day I've never smoked a whole cigarette I've had like a couple of puffs and when I'm hammered I, sm- I smoked probably a third of a cigarette like a couple months ago and it was the worst decision I ever made in my life because I was hammered and I thought it was funny I uh I never did that but like randomly you know do you know what that shit is I don't know if it's I don't know how to pronounce it snus or snus or whatever snus whatever that shit is yeah, I don't know I would go to parties back in the day and somebody would be like oh you wanna you wanna snus or snooze or whatever and i'm like yeah let me have it and then i would get that weird nicotine feeling yeah see that's the thing i've never been addicted to nicotine so like i it doesn't it doesn't well me either i would just tuck that little thing in my lip and then i'd get a weird feeling and then that was it and i would never go do another one speaking of weird feeling how long where are we at right now we're doing just fine okay i'm just making sure that we're not just railing on no no we're gonna wrap Uh, it up here in uh, a few minutes but speaking of crazy feelings so I told, I said earlier, I, like Sierra got me these Tiger Balm patches. Yeah, you know, and I've I've done a lot of the different, you know, Ben Gay or what's the one called? It's like uh, Salon Salon Paz, yeah, yeah. and they're all good. You know, that's all fine. They're always good. You mm-hmm. know, having like the icy hot or all that stuff, it's always fine. But these Tiger Balm ones, a couple of weeks ago, a friend was over at my house and and uh, she was like, "Yo, you got to try these." And uh, <laughs> she's like a dealer. 
And uh, hey, I man, I know you had those, but you got to try my. And shit. I was, I was like, all right, and, sh- and we put two on, yeah, on either side of the, of the lower neck. And uh, I was also getting drunk that night, and uh, I'm not. That shit got in my bloodstream, dude. I'm not joking. I felt crazy. What? Like it? Like I? I maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's a placebo effect, and it's just in my head, and I'm just thinking about it. And maybe as the fact that I was drunk too, but like. And I wore it last, I, I put two on last night and, uh, or Friday night and same thing, dude. Like maybe it's cause it's right next to my spinal cord. I don't know, but something about it, like I, I legitimately felt like a, some sort of weird muscular buzz. Do I, do I need to, do you need an intervention? Are you <laughs> <laughs> do, like, I feel like. <laughs> You had it once and it got you feeling loopy and then you did it again. I feel like you're tiger bombing. It's not loopy. That's the thing. Tiger bombing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, you're so fucking bombed. You're on the uh, bomb. Uh, it's not loopy. It's not high. It's not, it's not that. It's just like a, like it, it wasn't just centrally located in those muscles. It was like a, it was like a body buzz. Hmm. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just thinking know. too much. So the people out there, if you guys have, uh, have y'all got bombed off that tiger bomb? <laughs> Uh, Man, I'm so fucking bombed right now, dog. Getting bombed tonight. So bombed. Uh, What if? What if alcohol? I feel like people. Yeah, I feel like people. Like, what if you could get? Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. A Jaeger bomb. Right. Jaeger bomb. Yeah. (laughs) A fucking yes. Hey man, you you you've been uh you've been chewing on that bomb. No man. Take the sheets off the take the thing off the sheets and just chew on them. (laughs) Oh, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> hey, man, you've been bombed. You put it on your forehead, your temples. That's what I'm saying. I bet there's places. I bet there's places on your body that are better for bombing. You know, it's something weird, like between your ass cheeks, bottom of your feet. Yeah, it's like you got to put two on your feet and one like hey, hey, dog, between you ever, your ass cheeks. You ever bomb your taint? <laughs> taint bombs. You ever get bombed? Yeah, this is weird. Talking yeah. about getting bombed, tiger That's bombed. That's fine. All right, I think uh, with that we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> We never even with, talked with, with bomb your taint. We're gonna wrap that one up. You got to bomb your taint. Uh, we never even talked about. It. You brought us hilltops today. You know, dog. I think it's part, old trusty. I think it's partly because I was at a show last night where I drank a bunch of shitty beer, but I also had a handful of beers while I was cleaning today. Sierra and I deep cleaned. Uh, we actually had a list today, a checklist of clutter areas. Oh, nice. You know, it was like yeah, we have our regular cleaning. Sure. You know, but it was like. It was like B's art table, the art supplies thing, the games cabinet, you know, yeah. uh, the counter on top of the cabinets in the kitchen. You know, like it was like the areas that shit and like we attacked a lot of shit today. So I've been drinking beers all day. So I was like, I need to drink something tonight that's not going to get me fucking bombed. I went, I went to the- oh, are you going to go home and bomb tonight? Oh, man, probably. All right. I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have anything constructive to add. That I actually right. went to the fucking gym. You I, did. You yeah. were like, you're like, I'm good for any time today. I'm at the gym right now. Yeah, and then and then we're a half hour late. That's fine. I'll tell you next. Forty time. minutes. I'll tell you next time what I did to push me back, and why I why I always check reviews before buying things. I have an actual story about that. I'm not going to go into it Great. now. But Great. I could. I was mad at myself for not checking the reviews, and so I had to make an extra detour today. 
Big Room Bar. Big Room Bar. Thursday night, the 20th. Fucking Family Values Night. Be there. All right. 44. 44. We're out.